on this episode of the AIE podcast. The summer is filled with love for AIE. Everything you know is about to change. Again. Need some mandatory fun? We have you covered most nights of the week. Wolf Hunter is coming to ESO. And get ready for a host show. Yay! (laughs) All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 301 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Ioctas gaming community. The Die has been podcast. This is Tetsemi. To my left is MewCow. Greetings, gamers. And to my right is Makala. Hey guys, there's lemon blueberry layer cake and chocolate chip cupcakes and what else have I made lately? There's a lot of sweets in the Guild Kitchen and they're mostly on my bum. <laughs> Wonder why my jeans aren't fitting. Uh, Anyways, check the Guild anyway. Kitchen. Please save me from my own baked goods. That's right. This week is a host show to discuss the various activities in AIE and how we are getting ready for Battle for Azeroth. Welcome to us. Yay! Welcome us. Unfortunately, our guest guest this evening had a schedule conflict, so we will be chatting with ourselves shortly. But first, let's cover this week's news. AIE News. All right. In community news, just a quick reminder that the AI Guild is also on Facebook, and we're looking at how we can best utilize it to keep everyone in firm that prefers that method of communication. Stop by and say hi. We're at www.facebook.com slash AIE Guild. It's a great place to keep track of the events in AIE, see what raid teams are running, and if they're recruiting, and to interact with your AIE Guildmates. Also, the Summer of Love events are coming up for AIE in all of our games, and here's a quick rundown of everything currently planned, subject to change, void or prohibited, yada, yada, yada. Starting on July 30th, in WoW, there will be the Hide and Forsaken or Forsaken Laser Tag at 9 p.m. server, which is Eastern Standard Time, hosted by Alanya and Nevermore. On Tuesday, July 31st, we're going to have the WoW Pub Crawl Micro Holiday with lead, led by Cyrene. And in SOTOR, it's also Mandatory Fun Night Special Edition with Max and Seema. All righty. Wednesday, August 1st, we have a VPod as the guest for the special edition of Size Fireside Chat. So look forward to that. And then Thursday, August 2nd, Remembrance Day in all games. So if you Pretty much any of the major games that we have in AI um, presence uh, expect there to be some kind of a remembrance ceremony of some sort. Um, in WoW, at the Shrine of the Fallen Warrior, including Beefs and his team's fireworks spectacular. Yeah. And, uh, and it is spectacular. Oh, it is? Yep, they do a good job. In Swotor, um, Alderaan in the Duran Mountains, our traditional location. And in Lord of the Rings Online, Remembrance Walk from Boar Fountain in Bree to the last homely house in Rivendell. That's a long walk. On Friday, August 3rd, 
uh, STO, Remembrance Flight, 1 a.m. at Wolf 359. That's Thursday late night, late evening, Friday early morning. Um, and that'll be hosted by Grivog. And then in ESO, uh, Mandatory Fun Night Special Edition uh, will be 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. EST, led by Duras. Those times will, you know, fluctuate, of course. And then over in Final Fantasy XIV, uh, the Mandatory Fun Night Special Edition will be at 10 p.m. Eastern, led by Abovan. And on Saturday, uh, August 4th, in WoW, we're looking to have a coop. Keep your ears out for that. In Lotor, there's a skirmish party from 9 to 11 Eastern Time. Let's have fun while running some skirmishes um, in Maelung. And in mm-hmm. Star Trek Online, evening of fun at Ryza at 12 a.m. midnight, hosted by Greybog. And on S- Sunday, August 5th, in WoW, we're going to have Gusty's giveaways, pet adoption, and MOG giveaways at 4 p.m. server time in Undercity. In Lotor, Bjorn to have fun, that's a great name, at 3.30 to 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. Roll up a new Bjorning and play it through the five-minute intro, and join in the fun. And in Sotor, we're going to have a pre-event. Um, oh, sorry. And in Sotor, there's actually going to be a pre-event to all of this on uh, July 27th, which is a mega uh, Datacron, Datacron run. And we're guys, we're going to have more details um, on our next show, because we're going to be kind of digging into all that um, with more times, etc. But be prepared to some more love. It is coming. And keep an eye on the AIE-Guild.org site for size post with all the final announcements and times and plans and things like that. All right. In streaming and Guild podcast news, if you like PvP and Star Wars and want a good tour of the new PvP-centered stronghold on Rishi, take a listen to episode 249 of the Escape podcast. AIE Seema and Max the Grey broadcast live from the public test server, which is now actually a public test server, and toured the new Rishi Stronghold, showing off all the new features and unlocks. And in episode 250, congrats to 250 team, that's awesome. Uh, This week, Seema and Max the Grey go back to the Sork story and check out some of the interlude bits and finally, finally make it to Corellia, match to Max delight and consternation. You'll have to watch the stream to uh, understand that. And in upcoming streams, there will not be a stream following us tonight, uh, as Max has been informed by Seema that he will be spending the time cleaning out his inventory for the WoW pre-patch, which I would highly recommend everyone do. I spent most of Friday, I'll I'll cover that when we go around (laughs) the table, but I spent most of Friday cleaning out 14 alt banks, so yeah. (laughs) Um, and in speaking of wild news, uh, there is a quick announcement from Nevermore. Hey, a- AIE guildies in WoW, if you have a raid team that will be active for Battle for Azeroth, please have a raid leader get in touch with Nevermore ASAP. She is trying to gather a bunch of information and wants to make sure that she's not forgetting anyone. Message her via Discord, uh, Twitter, at quoted Nevermore, or send an in-game mail to her main, never ending. Thank you. And then with patch 8.0 coming out on Tuesday, truly confirmed, everything you know will change about your characters, how they play, what's going to happen to your weapon, all kinds of other fun things. 
Uh, thankfully, Wowhead has a great write-up about the upcoming changes so that you'll be prepared. And there is a link in the show notes. Also, if you're returning and your characters are removed for inactivity or you are new to AIE, please have a look at the uh, AIE uh, Guild blog. Uh, there is a WoW pre-patch incoming uh, get-back-in-game post with all the information needed to get you back in-game and familiar with the ways AIE publishes information. And then also, with the hiatus of new raid until further in Battle of Azeroth, Cyrene's raid team is taking on new raiders through Antorus on July 21st and July 28th, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern for the first raid and 11 p.m. Eastern for the second raid. For more information, uh, check the AIE Guild blog. Um, there will be an Antorus tours for new raiders. And in Sotor news, Mandatory Fun Night is on Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and it'll be on the Imperial side. Um, PTS is open to the the PTS is open to public, and some scheduled PvP pay testing is going on with devs in game incognito, and some of the AIE folks have been participating in these activities. The Escape Podcast did a, a show from the inside of the new PvC focused stronghold on Risha on the uh, PTS. Yes, I PT- no. Yes, my brain went blank there. Yeah. I know. Uh, since then, they're continuing to develop and make updates rapidly to respond to the feedback. There's an AIE PTS guild, and we have the stronghold fully armed and operational. I mean, fully unlocked for anyone that wants to go in and check it out. And why not both? <laughs> <laughs> And in ESO news, a reminder that MFN for ESO are on Fridays at 9 p.m. Eastern and are usually streamed on the AIE Twitch channel. Don't forget to speak up in Guild Chat, ask for help, or just say hi. And also check the ESO Discord channel regularly for events and daily partners. And in ESO general news, with the upcoming Wolf Hunter DLC game pack and update 19, Hircine's Curse has taken hold on Tamriel and beyond. Are you prepared to face the March of Sacrifices and the Moon Hunter Keep Dungeons? Wolf Hunter is coming soon to ESO Plus members and in the Game Grown Store. Game Crown Store. Wow. Game Crown Store. I was wondering about that. In the in-game the Crown Store. Wow. It's organic, you know. Pack- Exactly. The pack will arrive with Update 19, a free base game update for all ESO players. More information is available on elderscrolls.online.com. And in Final Fantasy XIV news, there's a reminder that the mandatory fun night for Final Fantasy XIV is on Fridays as well at 9 p.m. Eastern. As far as game news, uh, there is going to be a producer live letter happening on Monday, July 16th, so please look forward to it. And in Star Trek Online news, the Sally Ride is somewhere in game. She was last seen near Narenda, but is supposed to move around every so often. If you find this shop, if you find the shop, hail them, and you will oh, ship. Wow, proofreading is also hard, kind of like words. If you find the ship, hail them, you'll get a special Admiralty version of the ship. the The summer event is in full swing on Ryza. There's a free sh- ship for completing the daily. Uh, aerial courses. There's all sorts of other events from power board races to stand building competitions. If you don't have a power board uh, to use at the fleet colony, now is the time to pick one up. And why would you want that power board? Well, the fleet colony has a big bay. You can run around on land, but it's much easier to hop on the board and cut across the water. If you're doing the gathering missions, you have to close, you have to go close to the end on each side, so cutting across the water is probably the best way to do this. And now, by the way, don't swim. 
They don't swim in Star Trek. <laughs> nope. Nope. And in Eve news, Eve continues to be on fire. The goons and Tusks are allies again? Some Oy keep stars died this weekend while others were saved. Space cadets, hoplite fleets, armed salesmen. It's been pretty busy. I'm sure it has. The hobo wars are nothing but interesting. All right. <laughs> and with that news, let's talk about what we have been doing in and out of game and how we're getting ready for Battle for Azeroth. Hey, Ted. So I want to no, I want to start with you, Mikala. Oh, I want to start with you. No. No, I'm the one that's not really like actively playing anything right now. So there's not a reason to ask me how I'm getting ready. No, I know, but but you can okay, talk about how, what up, you're doing. I'm, what are you doing? I'm stocking up on snacks for you to have on Tuesday for the pre-patch stuff. How's that? Okay, but I want to hear what your role-playing adventures have been lately. Okay, so uh, last... Um, trying to get back in the swing of things. Our Monday night game is still on hold uh, just due to travel and such. Um, I don't know, like Kenny and Elkarth had to go off to Washington for vacation and one of our other players had to take a two week vacation. So Monday's on hold, but when we get back, we're actually going to be dipping back into D and D, which is going to be kind of exciting because it is our DMs first four way into writing her own her own stuff um she's gonna take it up from the base um of forgotten realms uh but she's kind of really making it her own she's kind of changing the pantheon a bit and we've been recently told that we're gonna have an eight month time jump between when the lot the minds of um Philandon, yes no fendelver fendel fendelver um, stopped, um, which is the campaign we were doing, the little uh, pre, pre-adventure, and when game picks up, so we've been tasked to figure out what our characters have been up to. Shenanigans, by the awesome. way. Clearly. Yeah, yeah so, clearly. Yeah, so um, my partner in crime and I actually sat down and figured out, alright, we're going to spend this much time in town, we're going to go to Waterdeep for two months, we're going to come back and do whatever needs to be done. So, that was great. Uh, so, getting that plotted out. Our sh- our WAD game, we're finally to the point where we have, because we had two c- campaigns, one of which has been kind of a pickup game, the mage game. Um. But the one that was regularly playing was our shifter game. And it's the same world. It's the same plot, kind of, but it's 10 years apart. So we're now to the point where we have come to a pausing spot with shifter. And next time we pick up, it will most likely be the mage group and all together. So we're gonna do a yeah. So we're gonna do three of the five of us are gonna be playing on Friday to kind of wrap up some of our stuff, and then hopefully next time we roll ten siders, it will be mage, which I'm really excited about. And our D and D campaign, our Friday game, we played last night, and we're kind of starting to see like glimpses into our characters' real selves. At least some of us are. Which was a lot of fun, and I found out last night that no matter what, my character's always touched by chaos. <laughs> As and also, yeah, yeah. shocking, shocking, um, because the other cleric, and this is a great moment because it's also in Forgotten Realms, but because of 
but it's more also like a homebrewed Forgotten Realms. So I kind of brought Cthulhu into it because that was my Warlock's patron. So when we became first level characters, the I went Moon and the other cleric who used to be a paladin of Grimash and then switched gods, he's now a cleric of the Forge, but it's Azathoth from Lovecraft. So we still have that weird Cthulian Lovecraftian thread through the game. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Um, last night he was forging a weapon and we kind of all saw something, different things. And my character actually saw her true path, her true past. And then we had a small battle. It was our first battle as a group. She was pretty injured. She had um, a javelin through the stomach. The other cleric, as you do, as you do, the other cleric healed her, but his healing's not clean. It's touched by chaos, so it has a chance to leave a really huge scar. And of course, because she's touched by chaos, it certainly did. So what you're saying is you got Bilbo Baggins, but you didn't have the mithril. Correct. Correct. I have leather. Wait, and wait. our, no, I know. Yeah, you meant Frodo. Frodo, so you, you, you just have a, a designer belly button that you can hold yeah. towards it. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm like, hey, you know what? She's not really the type of character that would show off from midriff anyway. We're good. So that's quite all right. Now her old self was this one, not so much because you know she's a modest moon cleric. And in our Thursday game, which is done with the Tadpole group, we um, have an occasional off game where we're doing um, Yawning Portal. So we did that this week, which was fun because I got to be not a overly flirtatious half-elf, half-sorceress, but a really grumpy drow rogue. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's weird though because you my channeled Sasha. Is, um, actually, yes. He wouldn't let me be a changeling. Gotcha. So I had to be. A, so I we went draw with her, and the name that the character. Yeah, no, it is Sasha Hun, but by <laughs> okay, her, but but by the name that she also goes by. Gotcha. So that's my gotcha. game stuff, and besides that, just working a lot getting ready for a con in a month because it's always getting ready for a con in a month. Those are really fun D&D dice necklaces and making sure that Tet has food prepared for Tuesday because I'm going to be in the office on Tuesday. <laughs> and I will be hoping these servers actually come up at a decent time, which honestly they have been. Mm -hmm. Their maintenance is scheduled from 7 to 3, but if past things are in the indication, it should be up by noon, but don't cool. hold me to that. Um, also, guys, if you are in AIE WoW and you've been active for a while, just get your invite in now. Don't um, avoid the rush. Don't do it on, you know, obviously we're going to be fully staffed on Tuesday. But if you have a chance before that, just jump into the um, AIE um, LFO channel and get your invite. Make sure, obviously, if you're yeah, a new player sure. um, or you're bringing in a new character that you, you've done all, you know, 
dot of the I's, cross the T's. But if you're just returning and you know your character's been in AIA before, just, just ask us for an invite now. Yeah. And don't worry, late yeah. night will be well taken yes. care of as well. Yep. <laughs> try to make sure that we yeah, have stuff. So, Mew, do you have crossover with Ash then? Do you see him as you're leaving? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'll usually see the many, many logins. Yeah, exactly. So, Mew, what what have you been up to, and what have you been doing, uh, getting ready for uh, the game? Well, since uh, our uh, artifact weapons are basically being locked down on Tuesday, I've been doing what I can to get the remaining Mage Tower appearances I care about. Um, I've gotten the uh, Druid Cat form. Uh, I decided I didn't like the Druid Bear form. It's just I, I don't like Roid Bear. You it, didn't like Steroid Bear? Roid no, bear? no, it's just... Didn't didn't work for me, and and, and on my my other late night team, the I I a, a, a co tank with a roid bear, and I was like, yeah, that doesn't work for me. Sorry. Yeah. So I skipped that one. Don't you want to get it just to have it because it is going away, and then just not use it? No, that's no? Okay. if I'm not going to use it, I'm not going to put the effort. I mean, my my time is precious as it is, so. Gotcha. I figure I focus on the stuff I care. So what I did instead is then I I worked I worked on my warrior prot, which has the flail because that's actually a unique <laughs> weapon and it's interesting looking. And I and yes, I actually made a yeah I got that got a whole transmog set for it. So good to go there. Uh, so Sweet. yeah, the, I looked at all the other ones. Like yeah, these are all kind of cool, but there's not one that I would just absolutely have to use. And I you know for most of my other characters have a neat weapon that they transmog into almost all the time. So. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got uh, Teshlak, the the neat uh, flame sword from uh, Te- Teshlak dude uh, in Taurus in raid. Yeah. So almost anywhere I can use a, a, a two handed sword, I'm, I'm using Teshlak. So it is because it just it looks really neat. And uh, I've got awesome. you know all, all three of my raids for these last few weeks. I've been doing transmog slash achievement runs. So I have so many achievement or so many uh, transmog options now that it's like <laughs> I don't really feel broken up about it. So the last one I've, I've decided to focus on is uh, the paladin. So I'm I am getting uh, I want to get the paladin flail version of the flail for prot because right. that's pretty neat looking. And then I'm hoping to get the retribution paladin one. Um, I actually spent some time last week getting the there the hidden artifact appearance for Ashbringer, which is this really long convoluted um, thing. If you haven't uh, looked into it, it's because it's the way to get the hidden artifact appearance is they've incorporated a lot of the, um, what do you call it? Uh, the, the myths that were in present right. way back when, like people just, they swore that there was a way to get the Ashbringer for your paladin. And we mm-hmm. had to do all this crazy stuff. So they went ahead and went back and found all that stuff and then made it part of the way to get it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really good homage. Yeah, it's it was really neat and had you know had a, a nice little bit of story. Like as you start to to do the things and you start to talk to people, they're like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that actually goes here and it fits in here. And like it's you, you're talking to like your your lore mistress at in the Paladin Order Hall, and she's like, oh wow, that matches with this. Here, hold on, let me put this together. Okay, here's a whole book. So it's oh, just cool. neat little things like that. And then you know you go to Dire Mall of all places and mm-hmm. interact with some stuff there and. Uh, you do some fun stuff with uh, in uh, Western Plaguelands, and then it finally all uh, accumulates, and 
you're at your take it to your order hall. It's like, look, I found this thing. And they're like, whoa, what is that? Do you, do you really want to do that? It's like, yeah, I really do. I think it'll be powerful and it'll help us fight the Legion. It's like, okay. And then they, you go to talk to the Death Knights and have some fun there. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a neat bit of cross backwards, you know, because I think the Death Knights go after the Paladins. Well, now the Paladins go after the Death Knights. So, yeah. It's a neat little scene. Very cool. Yep, and uh, during during uh, the fishing, there's there's actually a a spawn um, point of the quest where you have to wait for a, for a random spawn to happen. And there was actually like a full group of just paladins everywhere of, of every type waiting for this same one, because apparently it only spawns like once every thirty hours. So, right. And then afterwards, you have to do fishing. So there's just a a river full of fish, fishing people there. It was an interesting experience. So this this weird communal like <laughs> we got to get this done the last minute kind of thing. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, because I think that that hidden appearance will still be there, but there just won't be all the people involved in it, right? Yeah. So so that's why we, I wanted to get that out of the way. So so then now I have that, and then I'm debating if I want to do the um, the stuff you can do to unlock the colors of the hidden appearance. Um, because some of them are kind of neat looking and then I want to try to do the mage tower for it and, and get the mage tower appearance. And that'll probably be it for me for mage tower stuff. And so, yeah. so this, and because that goes away on Tuesday and then the other part, um, is, uh, professions. Um, you know, since they finally did officially say Tuesday, I didn't have time to actually, I wanted to, to have an altitis to talk about the profession thing, but, they waited so long to tell us the official date that like I, it felt weird saying, you know, here you go until they actually told us, well, they told us Thursday. It's like, Oh, well, great. Yeah. So, so we're going to have a live altitis right now. He's going to cover it pretty much. Yep. So the, the big thing is, is if you want to switch the, the way they're doing it is they're switching it to all of the expansions will have their own leveling path for the, uh, for each profession. And I think it's the one to a hundred for each one. So if you don't get up to at least six fifty, I believe it is, um, you won't get any benefit of the other professions. But if you get to eight hundred, if you max out, then you'll be maxed out for all of all of them, including Legion. Right. So so right now, go ahead and take the last few days you have, and 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 if you care about your professions anyway, and grind through them, get them to eight hundred. Um, I know it's really tough for that last little bit. Like the last 10 is really tough. So you want to do it as soon as possible. Keep an eye out for those world quests to give you that extra points. Unfortunately, I think it's too late for Darkmoon Fair. Yeah, we're in the middle of the month, so I can't do yeah. Darkmoon Fair. Um, but yeah, do what you can uh, to get professions to 800. At the very least, get it over 650. That way you're over that, you know, the, the first hump. Um, but uh, I definitely recommend because I know that you know, the main reason to have alts is typically to have all the different professions available to you uh, on top of being able to play all the different classes and see all their stories. But, you know, I know that's a big part of it. So, you know, I definitely want people to know to, to get their professions done before Tuesday because I, I believe they are switching it to the new system then. Yeah, I, th- I think everything switches on Tuesday. Um, the, the main benefit of getting everything to 800, like you said, was the get everything maxed out. But mm-hmm. Seema actually had an interesting question and I didn't know the answer to this. And so was, let me dig it up real quick. Cause she has her mining. I think it's seven fifty. Not it might be her mining. Uh, if I remember correctly, mining? let me scroll. 
mining, mining, mining. I think so. Uh, yeah, she said, I wanted to get my mining to 800 before pre-patch, but it's turning out to be more effort than I thought it would, only around 750. Um, so her question was, with the new expansion, the DMF is going to come around one more time because we're right, it's the beginning of August. Mm-hmm. So that should help her with mining. But what happens after the expansion? Do we know if Dark Moon Fair is only going to level up for the current expansion you're in or for the appropriate level of the, you know, like if you're at level 50 and you go do the DMF for the profession stuff, will it do classic? And then once you get into BC content, it'll only do the BC content and you can't use it to catch your vanilla up. It, it to me, it makes sense that they would probably aim at your the current expansion, whatever it is, just because they tend to kind of try to keep yeah. DMF up to date. Um, I imagine that the coding would be far too complex to get it to figure out to go to the, all the old, old ones. So right. they 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 try not to put too much effort into DMF if they can help it, just because they don't have the resources um, to dedicate. I mean, it, it took a lot of effort to get DMF to even to be redone the way they did it. So they only kind of throw right. one person at it real quick to do this. So they're going to do whatever the easiest thing is. And that's going to be just whatever the current expansion is updated to point at that one. And then and that'll be it. But we'll have to see because, you know, the, we're going to, that the DMF coming will be after the pre-patch. So even if it's before the expansion, right. we're going to see what it does. It's, you know, if it only affects, you know, Legion, then that'll give us the answer. And then, you know, the next month it'll, we'll see if it hits uh, battle for Azeroth, but or Yeah. So, that's that's my um, thinking. I don't think anyone's actually found out because it's that you don't typically go to the to, to the test server to worry about Dark Moon Fair. In fact, I don't even know if they have it running. Right on the on the, on the it's on the it's on the same schedule because I think the calendar's been a giveaway of a lot of stuff. Um, my my thought is I'm almost wondering if this gives us an opportunity to bring back the craft fair for uh for characters because most of the time you want to get your character current to the current expansion which is what we use the um the the craft fair for but now we could use it as a mechanism because like if you buy a 110 or boost a 110 um and you haven't leveled them to 60 at least your your professions all start at zero Mm -hmm. or start at one but because you're 110, they'll be current for Battle for Azeroth, and you'll be able to learn Battle for Azeroth professions right away, but you but, won't have anything previously. So Yeah, especially for I, engineering, that's the big thing is, like, right. Jeeves, for example, is extremely powerful. You're going to want to go back and get him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, and, and the nice thing is you only have to worry about getting them for that expansion. You don't have to level everything up just to get to that level. But that's so, going to mean you're going to need to get the materials for that expansion too. So yeah, there's definitely right. going to be a place for crash fair now. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's, yes, it's like we're doing making a, it easier. Yeah. We're doing a live Altitis McCullough. Oh, no, no. <laughs> hey, please. Hey, you know, we don't have, should we record it though and put it as a segment? Just kidding. <laughs> no, not gonna happen. Nope. nope. But, I, I think uh, honestly what, though, what, with the two of you on the show, isn't every show a live Altitus? Pretty much. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're usually talking about our many alts. I mean, I haven't even gotten started on some of the other games I've been in, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to it because I think the the craft fairs um, are definitely a, a good source of AIE kinship. I love. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Good to see those well, especially because you figure um, with the allied races, I know at least the High Mountain Torin and the Nightborn, you have to level up from 20. They haven't said uh, for the Magar Orcs or the Zandalari Trolls. Um, all I've seen is the you have to get them to 120 to unlock them. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen where they start. So, you know, if you're starting a, a class or a race at 20 with a profession you know, you're probably going to out-level your, you, you will out-level your professions, yeah. even with the change. So it's going to be, oh God, my OCD just kicked in. That's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, because think of your gathering profession. If you're gathering in an area, so you'll yeah. get like, you know, half of half of an expansion done and then you move on to the next expansion. So oh, on your gosh, professions... No. You're just going to have like 50 of 100 for classic and then get like 25 of 100 for, you know, outlet or for BC. And oh, yeah, that that's going to drive, yeah, that's gonna drive crazy. you crazy. Don't well, do that. I mean, they, it's a bit sneaky by them because they've just put in a way to f- kind of force people to go back to old content because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. everyone no, that was to gather, gather, they're going to have to go to all the old expansions and do gathering and just sit there and gather, just run around the whole place, gather, 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 gather. Yeah. Yep. Sneaky. So, yeah. So very cool. Yeah, and that's 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 my WoW stuff. And then I've also been playing a little bit of Warframe. What is Warframe? I've not heard of this. Oh, it's a f- totally free to play game that's akin to like a Destiny or um. No, that's probably the, the best c- comparison. Or mm-hmm. no, you know, a District is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a yes, a space shooter. Um, and you're, instead of it being like, you know, who you are is kind of formless, kind of like an Eve capsuleer, Mm -hmm. but then you get different warframes to actually pilot, but the warframe is basically just a person. That's like a personal mech suit. And each warframe comes with its own set of powers, like magic powers, Mm -hmm. but then you have access to guns of all type, melee weapons of all type. And uh, it has its own little story and it's, it actually truly is free to play. Like you don't mm. have to buy anything. And the way that they uh, make their money is uh, having all this stuff for sale. Okay. So, yeah. Right. It's uh, especially and and the reason why I've been kind of poking at it is because if you have Amazon prime, AKA Twitch prime, mm-hmm. uh, they're giving you one of their, what they call prime um, versions of, of their warframes for free. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Apple has just mentioned oh, nice. uh, that he also has been playing it a little bit, though he uses a bow. Yes, and actually, <laughs> just last night I started using my bow more often because right. I got to um, what they call mastery level two, and mm-hmm. at mastery level two you get to have two loadouts. Okay. So when you start a mission, you have a loadout, and it, so before I had the two, I had to do it manually each time, so it was kind of annoying. So now I actually have a. Stealth loadout and a noisy as all get out loadout. Mm-hmm. Fun. So I put the bow in the in the stealth one. So now I have bows and kunais, and I can basically sneak through because it's it is a big deal. Like you know, if if you alert people to your presence, the 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 peons are gonna say, "Oh crap!" and then run to the the alarm and try to hit the alarm to get help. Of course. So 
if you're stealth, of course, they're dead before they even know what's going on. And, you know, it's, it's, and there are actually missions where it's like, if you are, don't go in stealthy, this bad thing's going to happen. Like if you're going in to, to steal data from someone, if they right. know you're coming, they're going to delete that data. So, right, of course. Right. Yeah. To sneak in. But yeah, it's, it's, it's very, uh, I, the best thing I can compare, compare it to is Destiny, just without mm-hmm. the, the, um, you, you must buy this, you must buy that, you must buy this. Right. The, yeah, so, the penny, nickel and diamond. You said it's also, you said it's also, sorry, McCullough, you also said it's much more fast paced going back to WoW or something feels slow. Oh, oh, yeah. No, that was someone else that said that, but I would agree. Oh, okay. Um, there, it's definitely like, it's like going through a mythic 15 dungeon in WoW with a go, go, go tank. Okay. <laughs> that's what Warframe is, but all the time. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the starting gotcha. speed for Warframe. Um, and, gotcha. and they have sprinting, which is one thing that you, every time I go to another game and then come back to WoW and I'm still hitting shift and it's not working. But uh, <laughs> it seems like everyone's got sh- uh, sprinting now. I mean, even ESO has sprint. So mm-hmm. um but yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're constantly sprinting. There's this kind of weird thing you do where if you slide and jump, you basically do like a a, a, a monk um, barrel torpedo thing. Mm-hmm. But you can do that constantly to speed yourself up. So you just see a whole group of people just barreling through everything. And Fun. Yeah, it's it's nice. it's very chaotic. And it's it's it definitely reminds me a bit of, well... It's more like Destiny in that you tell it to drop in a place and then you run around and do a mission real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you, you, there's also communal areas, kind of like how the, um, uh, the district has communal areas where people are hanging out and doing stuff. But yeah, that's that's gotten my attention off and on. And uh, so that's all for Warframe. And then, of course, a bit of ESO. Mm-hmm. Nothing too exciting there. Just the typical fun night stuff. Um and uh, Overwatch. I've uh, been kind of cool. been playing that a bit more um, because you, you start playing Warframe, and then you're kind of reminded of Overwatch, which is like a, like a PvP version essentially of it. It's very similar because there's right. there's powers and there's guns, so kind of gives you that Overwatch gotcha. feel. And hopefully, we'll be getting uh, Molly on sometime soon to talk about Overwatch, so you guys yes. can get to that. Since our, she was our scheduled guest, but unfortunately was not mm-hmm. able to join us. And with the Overwatch League finals going on, you know, uh-huh. yep. this weekend, so yeah, very that's been cool. Interesting. But uh, yeah, that's probably it for me. So we should probably get uh, back to Tets and see what yeah. uh, he's been doing. I have been doing all the things. Mm-hmm. No, uh, actually, I did make a bucket list, and I've been pretty much cleaned out the bucket list, which is good. My the the big thing was I wanted the flail. Uh, I tried it pre you know, weapon getting overpowered and, and all that and just couldn't get the DPS to overcome my lack of skill because it, you can basically defeat the tower on the tank one two ways. You can either control the ads, burn them all down properly and, um, you know, interrupt when you're supposed to interrupt, stay out of the bad stuff. Or you can do what I did, which is I'm completely overpowered. I went in with a DPS build and said, even though I'm in tank form, I said, screw the, uh, the, you know, all the uh, mitigation stuff, except for I did use the Manoroth Bracers for healing because I was going to put out a ton of rage and that healed me. So yep. what I ended up doing was taking in um, a flask of, it was the flask of ancient power that brings like the three Torrin with you. Um, 
I did a set of battle drums uh, that give you bloodlust and modified my build a little bit to concentrate on large AOE damage and came in and basically by the time he did the first interrupt, I had him down to 50%. And then by he barely got out the uh, infernal mm-hmm. as he died. So I got that. So I only had to deal with one infernal in the second phase. And the second phase is basically just spell reflect his debuff back onto him and go to town. And so every time he would try and debuff me, which meant every time I got hit, he would regain health. I just spell reflected it onto him, which meant every time I hit him, I got healed. Mm -hmm. And then I could just basically go in a circle about him, get stay out of the bad stuff and AOE everything down and just churn and burn him and got it. And it was awesome. So great. That's pretty much how I did my version too. (laughs) Yeah. So that was, that was fun. Um, I did try the rogue one because I wanted a shot at the rapiers and got her to about 50% before I got overwhelmed with imps and said, okay, this one requires a little bit more skill and rotation than, than I have right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I think my rogue was at like nine, 10. Um, so I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll revisit that, you know, tonight or, or tomorrow just for one more shot at the rapiers, but I'm, I'm okay. I have the flail. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that, that that fight in particular, for whatever reason, it's just if you're not comfortable with that class, you're just going to have a hard time. Yeah. Like, like well, I tried it for the first time as a feral druid and finished it immediately because I, that's right. I'm just that because you know feral so much. I know all of its abilities. I know all of its oh crap buttons. How to do everything? You know, self heals. Yeah. The, I had the 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 one that you know procs to give you a, a free quick self heal. Like. I just mowed through everything and ferals have so much AOE that like what imps there's no imps. Yeah, exactly. And then you go to another class and you're like, well, I don't know this one quite as well. Oh, I'm dead. So yeah, Yeah. I tried it on fury and was like, yeah, no, Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. I I know the fury rotation, but no. Yeah. Same, same thing. Yep. I said, you know what? I'm good with the prot one. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so then I said, well, there's a couple things on my bucket list I've had for a while. Um, one was the lost mail quest. So uh, I didn't find anyone that had an extra set of lost mail. So I just bought it off the auction house because seriously, what's the use of having gold if you're not going to spend gold? So right, right. Um, I went and did that and I got the, I got all the way through it. I about wanted to punch Johnny awesome because spoilers for those that haven't done it. Yeah. Uh, you end up one of the quests is you have to go to Lich, go to ice crown loot invincible off the, off the, the Lich King, take it to Johnny awesome. He says, no, I left that there on purpose because <laughs> I got it last week. Please go sell that to my guy in my stronghold. You go sell it to the guy in your stronghold. It comes back and says, oh, well, that took you long enough. Now, why don't you go put some flowers and honor my horse who died? You know, if you if you went through the Hillsbred yeah. foothills, uh, his star pony died. And so you end up going to where the star pony died. And he has Memoron's head as a memorial. <gasps> yeah. to oh the, the two rare mounts that everyone wants. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. You're just evil, Blizzard. You're just yeah, evil. Yeah, you made that, me that, sell invincible, <laughs> and you're using Mimron's head as a memorial. This is yeah. this is crazy. It was so, so mean because it's the actual like you see it's like invincible. It's like the item is in your bag, 
It's the Invincibles Reigns. But you can't use it, of course. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is evil. Yes. Um, so I did that. Uh, the other one that I wanted to get done was, because I've always kept up with first aid on TAT, and I had everything done except two of the achievements. I didn't have field medic, and I never bothered to make the 500 dense ember silk bandages. And since first aid was going away, except for that ember silk bandage thing would probably move to tailoring, but I wanted it on Tet. So I went and farmed up a bunch of ember silk, did that one. And then Friday night got into uh, groups. I had like one... I had every, every except Stormheim. I had to do no. I had one in Stormheim. I had one in each of the zones. One uh, part of the achievement left. One drop to get, and the hardest one was the one in uh, Azuna. Um, we were farming the Murlocs, and I got duplicates four times before I got the right one. Mm-hmm. So I was worried Suramar would be that because Suramar has four drops as opposed to all the other zones have three. And I figured, well, this is the worst place to get drops. Now I got it on the first drop. So it took me about three hours, but I now have the field medic title. So I'm I'm happy about that. That was fun. Um, That was awesome to do and scratch off the bucket list. Um, Thanks to Roe. I didn't realize that the warlock class hall mount had alternative colors. I only Mm -hmm. thought it was the one. Uh, because it's not on the quartermaster, you have to go up to the, um, oh, I forget what the race is. The, the guy that you end up rescuing and ends up in your guild hall, helping you take over the planet and stuff. And you go up and talk to him and he has one for sale. And then there's another one that you have to go kill a rare elite on broken isle or broken shore. And he drops the third one. So I got that. That was good. And then same thing with the hunter. I didn't realize that there were two variation colors for the hunter. So I had Mm -hmm. to go end up, I went up buying those, but now I have all the variations of all the class mounts across all my characters. So that's done. Nice. And I finally got my high mountain Torin to 110 Mm-hmm. which unlocked his class armor. So now I have the Nightborn and the High Mountain Tauren allied class armor. So I got that done as well. Um, so just a lot of, a lot of, you know, then I sat down and logged in every single character and basically dismissed all the quests that weren't related to the class or the artifact or the profession you know so i ended up with like three or four quests per class that i didn't finish up yet and then emptied all their inventory into their bank went through their bank and got rid of a bunch of stuff and transferred money around so they all have money for the the new expansions so i'm pretty much uh set for um you know, for my, for, for Tuesday, for the patch, I've got everything cleaned up and ready to go. I did take all 14 characters plus my two Alliance one tens. Oh, that was the other thing. I, bo- I used my one ten boost on an Alliance druid because I have an arms warrior. And if I wanted to do anything else, your druids, your best bet is your Jack of all trades. Cause you can do ranged melee tank and heal and you're good. So I've got that done so i ended up taking 16 characters down to silithus and go through the entire quest line and i ended up with 
three of the rare, three of the pet drops off the rare silithid or the elite silithid. Um, so I sent one to Aludra, and then I've got one, and I sent one to somebody else that wanted one as well. So the the silithid mini tank. So I did that. Um, so yeah, I, I totally alt-itis everything on that. I have Great. at least my main profession to 800 on all the characters that have it at least one. So, you know, I've got my tailor, I've got my enchanter, I've got all that did the, the main story quest on all of them. Um, the only one that I have not been able to finish and it's not through lack of effort. It's just the drops aren't happening is with mining to get three of th- to get the level three recipe to get three of three recipe for each of the different types, you have to wait for a rare drop when you mine the node and there's six different types of nodes. No, eight different types of nodes that you can mine if you count Argus. So it's just like, I gave up after a while. It's like, I got almost there and went no. So don't forget. There's also the different ones for living versions of it. Well, that, the, yeah, that's why so you had you had the uh, yeah because you had the the first door you get plus the uh, seam version Seams. of it, then fell slate, fell slate seam, yeah, and it was just and like then, yeah, there's a living fell slate version and a living right. uh, what is it called the lay laystone laystone version, right? And then yeah. you had Argus, you had the seam and the uh, the regular of that as well. So yeah, it was like ten different. I'm like, okay, he's got 800 mining. I don't care at this point. I'll go back when I get bored at a lull and, and do mm-hmm. it. So yeah, we're um, pretty much at the point now where it's like drop any zone quests, drop, you know, don't worry about the little stuff. You can go back. It's you need to focus on the stuff that's really going away on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Although, oh, a, a random thing. I just remembered as you were talking about all those mounts. Um, I actually, uh, a, a friend on the Alliance side happened to sit and notice uh, a particular purple crystal sitting in Asuna, said, hey, do oh, you have nice. the, do you have the hippocrypt mouth? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, then go grab that crystal. And then I spent the next hour and a half running around uh, grabbing all those. Luckily, it was, the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was late enough at night that I don't think anyone else was awake. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I basically spent quite a while and found all of them. And now I have the, the, the purple um, forgotten hippogriff. So I was able to add that to my mount stable. So that was awesome. pretty cool. Awesome. And then I got some random mount off of somebody on Argus. And I forget what it's called. It was, it was, uh, but I, I, either way, I got a random mount from Argus that would to add to my mount collection. I just forget the name. <laughs> Very cool. And we all have Very a, cool. I, I think a lot of people have a lot to do this weekend to finish up for Tuesday. Yep. So are you guys raiding tonight? Or are you guys going to be uh, working on those things personally? We'll see what, you know, it just yeah, depends on who, on who shows up. Uh, what we have been doing is going back on Wednesdays or Sundays, depending on, on when we do it, go back to Siege of Orgrimmar for transmog and stuff like that. And and that was the thing I wanted to ask you, Mew, was do you have Manoroth's shoulders? I don't believe I do. Because that is the transmog set i built a good transmog set that matches the flail mm. the only problem is i want manoroth shoulders because they will match the flail perfectly so that's one reason we've been dragging the, the raid team back through there is yeah. to try and get a chance at the drop on that so um 
Yeah. But so that I'll be, you know, farming that on and off. I've taken like two or three of my plate classes through there just trying to get it. Cause if I get it on one character, you unlock it for everything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a bit of what I've also been doing on, um, for that is, uh, working on those sets. Mm-hmm. Yes. That way, you know, you, you, all of your characters will get it. And, uh, you know, so I've been taking, like when we've doing our stuff, I've been taking a, a, a paladin through some of it. Um, taking a shaman through because that's the other thing I always forget about the mail wearers, so I try to go through yeah. and get all those. One of our uh, one of our um, furt mates uh, managed to get the elusive sh- a dark shaman set mm-hmm. and on his our, birthday. On oh, his birthday. Really? Yeah. Was that OMF? Shout out to shout out to OMF on his birthday. Nice. We went in there. It was funny because we went in there. He was the only one on a shaman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we all the previous weeks, everyone like one week we took like eight shaman through there, figuring somebody's got to get it. And we just we went in, no one even mentioned the dark shaman set. We didn't think it was good drop. We basically just went in there and completely forgot that it existed. And it dropped for him, and he was literally speechless for a good five minutes. Like wait, wait, the quietest I've heard him ever. Oh, Oh, yeah, speechless. Yeah. yeah, and when he that was talking, happen. you could hear how choked up he was because he's wanted that set mm-hmm. forever. Wonderful. And, and it was and, kind of funny. Like the one of the posts later, he's like, "Well, I finished my High Mountain Torin. Uh, uh, it's not as good as the Dark Shaman." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was pretty funny. But yeah, no, it's we we were all convinced that that set did not exist because none of us had ever seen it personally drop. And then, sure enough. Yeah. On his birthday. Very neat. Yeah. On his birthday. <sighs> I'm just trying to think. It feels like I'm missing one thing, but I think that's I think that's about it. Um, oh, I know what it was. I, I was missing one thing. Uh, so I went in because Brawler's Guild is closing down, I, and I did not do any of Brawler's Guild, this expansion. I figured I'll just take Ted in there. And we've got an overpowered weapon. This should be fairly easy. And it was. Um, what was interesting is I ran into Beefmaster, and he was in there with a couple other people. And they were all rank eight, but they kept doing these like easy kill um, ones that you can purchase from the vendor. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I'm, you know, I was going in there on my turn and fighting things, and I ran into a mob that. I didn't understand what was going on. And so I ended up dying and they're like, you broke our streak. I'm like, what streak? Like, Oh, we didn't tell you like, no, <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> they're like, We're trying to do the achievement where you bet. Cause you can bet on each fight, whether the, 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 Vic, the, the PC or the monster is going to win. Mm-hmm. And so right at the start of the fight, you see the fight, who the opponent is, who they're fighting, and then you can place your bet. But once the fight starts, then they lock it out. Got it. And so apparently they were like six or seven of 10 when I went in, but no one warned me. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm seeing this for the first time, guys. Don't you see my rank as it's going up? And so, yes, yeah, so we had a good laugh about that. So I'm like, every time I was in queue, I'm like, okay, I'm in queue. Don't bet on me, you know, because I don't, <laughs> I haven't seen this fight. Um, the nice thing was I was able to get all the way through all the fights. The, the only one I could not do in tank form was Nibla. And w- no, what Nibla is, is think of the old, the very old snake video game 
where you had to run the snake over the the thing and it grew, but it couldn't eat its own tail. Mm-hmm. Well, the snake dropped a, a poison trail, a poison pool, and if you left it in the poison pool, it took five percent less damage and generated five percent more damage. And so what you had to do was basically turn on RP walk and slowly walk backwards while hitting it the whole time. And you walked around the entire outside ring of the thing. And then you went inside just like you did in the snake video game until you destroyed it. Well, as a tank, I just couldn't generate enough burst DPS to burn him down. So I did Mm -hmm. have to switch to fury for that. Um, but then the rest of the fights in tank form were were fairly straightforward and and actually fun to do. Um, but I did end up getting ten of ten. They got screwed up because there was a hunter that was in there, and one of the fight cards you can pull, and it's for an achievement, is uh, it's called the Jungle Rumble, and basically everyone gets thrown in the ring. Anyone that's in queue gets pulled mm-hmm. into the ring, even if it's not your turn in order. You lose all your weapons and armor, and you have to survive in the ring for two minutes while avoiding all the jungle creatures. So there oh, are yeah. there are like crocodiles that go straight across. There are dinosaurs that try and run you down. There are gorillas that will uh, you know jump and try and land on you. There are tigers that are stealth you have to avoid. And so all you have to do is have any one person survive for two minutes. And mm-hmm. the guy didn't bother telling us when he was doing that. So randomly everyone would place their bets and then all of a sudden get pulled into that. Well, once I learned he was in there, I just wouldn't bet until I saw the fight. And then I made sure I was one. I was not in queue to go into the ring until he was in there. So I never got pulled into the, the fights after the first time, but I ended up getting the 10 of 10 for placing 10 successful bets. Um, and they were mad at me because I actually bet against them on that fight and won. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like being late at night at Vegas and betting on the guy not to, you know, to not pass, right? right. You know, on the craps table. So, but yeah, it was it was fun. Um, so I got that. I got the pet. I got the heirloom claws, and it was interesting because I made it all the way to to Undercity. And I'm like, oh, I'll just buy the the two items to power this up. And I'm like, wait a minute, I think I have leftover power up items in the bank from running quests or something. And sure enough, I had two items in the bank so I could level it from a level 60 max level weapon to a level uh, 100 max level weapon. So it's, I now have the heirloom claws set up for whatever class is going to use those if, if I need to level them. So that's another thing that we were going to have to to worry about again is, is leveling up those heirloom weapons. We didn't worry about it. And that's, yeah, because I all my heirloom weapons, I up all my armors upgraded to one ten. All my weapons stopped at a hundred. Now mm. it's going to be two expansions worth of skipping if you really want to do the weapons. I want to see what happens if if having heirloom weapons because you figure it unless you boost a character, mm-hmm. if you're going through at one ten, you're going to get an heirloom or you're going to get a artifact weapon. Mm-hmm. So you really don't need a new weapon going into battle for Azeroth. Right. So I may just not bother with my heirloom weapons. Yeah. That and will be a good old Titus episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something, something to I'll have to put on my list. I was going to show off my warrior transmog, but then someone walked by with a literal Tuskar kite. <laughs> and I was kind of curious how they managed this because it says dragon kite. It's an actual but it's Tuskar. Companion. Yeah. 
Well, because it's it's the it's the kite. It's you can summon a, a kite and it follows you around. Right. But somehow they have it changed to be a Tuscar, so it's a literal Tuscar kite. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I was um to say the the shoulder pads that we were talking about. So these are the uncrushable shoulder pads. That's the closest ah, I've been able okay. to find without getting the Manoroth ones you were talking about. Right. But yeah. uh yeah, the flail is definitely a unique weapon and, and worth uh trying to get if you have the ability, because it's kind of cool. And the shield's pretty neat too. Yeah. I want to go look at the paladin one and see if I want to try and get that because it's it's also a flail. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if I have the DPS on a paladin to do that or if my survivability will overcome my lack of skill. So, yeah, well, I, I think that if you if you can get comparable gear, I think you'll probably be able to survive it pretty well because the the paladins are, are probably a little bit more um, survivable and curiously enough have a lot more DPS because they have so much more AOE. Uh, it's for whatever reason, at True. some point the warrior paladin or uh, the warrior tanks lost a little bit of AOE, but then yeah. other classes gained it, which is curious, but, mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, yeah, the paladins just have so much AOE and damage burst now and so many little cooldowns you can hit that, I, I think if you have comparable gear, you'll probably find it to not be too bad. Cool. I will definitely have to go try that. Well, I think we are at the end. Did anyone have any last updates that they remembered they wanted to do? Not that I can think of. Okay. Nope. I don't think we have any shout outs that we haven't already said. Nope. I think we're good. So, all right. Well, that will be our show for tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank you all, the chat room, for joining us and for those listening on audio. Thank you, guys. And if you have questions, comments about our show, uh, you can email us at podcast at eie-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at Podcast. I am at the Mucow. Makala is at Cyberwave. Tetsemi is at Ivory Tiger. And we record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, aie-guild.org slash podcast live stream. And our Discord server, of course, for chat is at bit.ly slash aie podcast discord. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul on Twitter. Or you can visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. And now it's time to play all the great AI member segments we've received this week, including, well, guys, we don't have any. Um, If you want to try your hand at recording a segment, let us know. We'd love to have you Um, because we absolutely love the content that's created by our AIE guildies. Absolutely. We will most likely be talking to Cyrene and Max about the Summer of Love. So until then, AIE, this is Tetsemi. This is Mukel. This is Makala. And this has been the AIE Podcast.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.